the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Is it hump day already? Can y'all believe it? Wow, has this week flown by. It's just been crazy with all the news, and we've got a lot to get into with you guys tonight. So we're going to jump right over the hump into the first segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. And if you missed it uh, or miss any part of tonight's show or if you missed last night's show, it was a great one. We always try to bring uh, you guys a great show and always try to share with you at least some, uh, yeah, not uh, not just all of the hot topics and what's happening, but also some stories that maybe you're not hearing in uh, the other legacy media, in part because there's so much to cover, almost too much for mere mortals, but not too much for me and my sidekick here. Uh, so we had some topics last night that nobody else was talking about. Same thing will be the case tonight. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned uh, to tonight's Andrea K. Show. If you missed it, though, uh, get the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakshow.com. I got a couple emails I want to read out later on in the show, andreakshow.com. Joining me every night of the week, he is. He's rolling over the hump with something sweet and spicy and good for you and just mm, mm, good. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. I tell you, I know it's only Wednesday, but it feels like Friday. This this news week has yeah. just been wild. Yeah. There is so much to get into. I'm excited about it, honestly. I know. I, f- I feel like I should be eating a pizza because Friday night is like my pizza <laughs> tradition. I eat pizza on Friday nights. And yeah, I feel like I should be throwing a frozen pizza. And don't, don't y'all be – now I'm going to have all my Italian friends messaging me that I shouldn't be eating no frozen pizza. Um, you know what? If pizza for me is a lot like Mexican food, there are some high-end Mexican food that I absolutely adore, but I also am known to enjoy some Taco Bell. It's that way for me with pizza. Um, the main thing about pizza is put pineapple on a pizza and go to jail, in my opinion, okay? Ain't got no place for that in my life. Um, so that being said, it seems like lately all I talk about is food or I open the show with food because yeah, I think about food all the time. I think about food almost as much as I think about politics. Uh, let's jump right in. Shall, oh, by the way, yay or nay with pineapple on pizza. And I, I, and by the way, I already gave you the answer to the question. No, I, I don't like it. It's just, it's weird having okay. warm sauce and cheese and then cool pineapple. It's a very weird combination. Yeah. I don't, I don't like yeah. it. It's just strange. It's yeah, just it's, it is strange. strange. I agree. I'm not sure if I would criminalize it per se, but I definitely think I, it should be frowned upon. I would. Yeah. Well, at least some good old fashioned shunning. And by the way, mm-hmm. I also don't mm-hmm. like cold lettuce. Don't be trying to dump a salad on top of a hot pizza and try to act like you're doing <laughs> something gourmet. Okay. 
<laughs> we need to do a whole show on AK's rules for food. Okay. Um, in the meantime, in fact, if we were going to ever have any censoring, it might be of some recipes that are going around, right? Because it's fraud in the inducement for some of these recipes to be going around, making people think it's tasty. Okay. Uh, if we're going to have a disinformation campaign and disinformation programs going on in terms of social media, can we start there, please? That being said, um, okay, now, now I'm flashing on the viral video of the lady talking about biscuits. Have you seen that one, the video going around no, about what? biscuits? <laughs> there's a biscuit lady uh, on the internet? It, it, there's a biscuit lady going around. Who Email me, AndreaCasio.com, if you've been seeing the videos about the biscuits. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. Speaking of censorship and disinformation, I guess that's what this is about. Uh, or it might be just about some good old-fashioned, uh, well, not good old-fashioned, but, well, yeah, I guess if you're from the United, United Socialist Soviet Republic or from Castro's Cuba, um, where they beat you into submission or throw you into jail for being a dissident if you don't, if you if you're caught saying something that doesn't tout uh, the state line. It seems as though special counsel Jack Smith um, has sent a search warrant to the artist formerly known as Twitter X and has requested information, not just about the account of former president Donald Trump, but information on the millions of accounts that he's interacted with. If you even just so much as like to tweet in the Trump timeframe by Trump in the time frame of October 2020 to January 2021, they want to know about you. Yeah. Let me remind you, longtime Andrea Casio listeners, what I said back in the spring of 2017 when Mike Pence threw Mike Flynn under the bus and coordinated with, in my opinion, uh, the FBI in order to get rid of Michael Flynn and weaponizing the government against him. I said, you conservatives should not be sleeping on this story. Don't be ignoring it because we will all be Michael Flynn. I warned it back in 2017, two producers ago. I warned about it. DJ Carrot Sticks remembers it well. And I've been absolutely right. To the degree to where it's now fast forward through the Jan, through the Jan 6 gulag political prisoners. They are looking for more. They're going after your social media. This is why it mattered on last night's Andrea K. Show when I told the story that most media outlets aren't covering about the high-ranking CIA official who's posting on social media pro-Palestinian, free Palestine, pro-terrorist uh, photos on social media, who's somebody that was actually so high ranking the CIA, they were responsible for the presidential daily brief that has to do with national security. And the reason why that matters is the CIA and they're all trying to cover and say, well, that, you know, that doesn't, you know, they're, they're all entitled to their political opinions as long as they stay objective. There's no objectivity going on in the government. Islamic terrorist are now the good guys in the U.S. government. And those that question the outcome of an election, those that speak up at school board meetings, those that don't want uh, school boards to be indoctrinating children and in, into pedophilia and sexualizing children and recruiting them into transgenderism, we are the terrorists. There's no other way around it. When Trump says, I'm just in the way, this is about you, it's not about me, he meant it. They've got to continue to expand the dragnet and drag us all in because Trump isn't going away. And you know what? Neither's the rest of us. There's been some people that have gone away that like the Jenna Ellis's and those that and um, 
the one African-American gal, she's beautiful. I met her. I can't remember her name because that's how unimportant she is that rode Trump's coattails into the White House. And, you know, now she has jump shipped as well to DeSantis. Uh, now all these people are loving up the deep state in part out of self-preservation. And that's why they're jumping to DeSantis, uh, in part because they think they've, they've ridden Trump long enough to where now they're in support. They're defending the deep state. They're defending the deep state and they're happy to see everybody else weaponized, uh, everybody else in the crosshairs, because they're thinking they're going to end up being, uh, you know, riding the DeSantis coattails into D.C., which was stupid calculations. I'm going to have to Google. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about who is in the Trump orbit? African-American. She was one of his spokespeople. Beautiful gal. I met her at CPAC, but she had no impression on me. Now I can't even remember her name. I yeah I just can't remember. I mean honestly, there, you just meet so many people in this business. It's sometimes it's hard to keep all the names totally. She was really high profile, but, you but know, what, was she around how, for a while? Oh yeah, for years, always posting from the White House. Really? Um, yeah, and I can't I can't even remember her name because the reality is is that she's just that unimportant. Yeah. Okay. Um. So X. So getting back to the subpoena, X Twitter initially delayed complying with a request. This, uh, according to New York Post, uh, and then X received a three hundred fifty thousand dollar fine against it. Uh, the warrant also requests all IP addresses associated with Trump's account, a list of all devices used to log into it. Uh, this means that any staffer or aide who logged into the account would have uh, uh, have the information, uh, d- their information d- divulged to the special prosecutor. Um, They want all information on Trump's connect and notification tabs, as well as all search history, blocks, mutes, and even drafted tweets. And then, to make matters worse, the warrant instructed X and Twitter not to notify Trump of the search order. And the company attempted to overcome this in court, but failed. So they tried to do this secretly. Which, by the way, which uh, which is, you know, despicable on its face, because this would all have to be disclosed anyway under the our, our U.S. Constitution uh, declared rules of um, or, or Department of Justice rules of disclosure, because if they are going to free and, and I did a court case not long ago and everything that I was with was asking for about the other party. If I if I sent subpoenas to these institutions, the other party I was seeking the information on was notified of those requests because they have a right to know what information about them is being sought because it's about disclosure. The defendants have a right to face their accuser. They have a right to know every every item, every word that is included in every record included in the case against them so that they can prepare a defense. So here we've got a special counsel, and, 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 and I'm not an attorney. I'm not dispensing any legal advice here, obviously. But I'm telling you just for my own, just for my own involvement in legal proceedings that this is illegal. If, you've got, if, you're, if your uh, interactions with Trump are being sought and handed over as part of a legal proceeding, you have the right to know about it. Trump has a right to know, and every account that there that it is it, it, that Twitter is handing the information over to to the Department of Justice has a right to know. Just like it's illegal 
that under this hemisphere secret spying program in which the FBI and the Department of Justice has been coordinating with AT&T, the world's biggest cell uh, you know, service provider, has been coordinating with AT&T to have open access to all of their phone records. It's illegal. It's a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights, not to mention due process in the court of law. That's what's going on with this special counsel. And quite frankly, he should have already been defunded. Speaker Johnson, we talked about him last night, talking about absolutely it's a priority to fund Ukraine. Well, it's obviously a priority for him to continue to fund the persecution of American citizens because it continues to happen. Why has he not put forth uh, the, the Republican Party with him pushing through a bill? I, they're supposed to be working on the appropriations committee, uh, the appropriation bills. I want to see one that has to do with appropriations for the FBI, and I want to see this defunded. PDQ. We all need to be on the phone with Mike Johnson's office immediately, as well as all of our representatives. Me- uh, in fact, uh, memo to me to get Biggs back on the show because I've got questions and I need answers. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue the discussion on the other side, so don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. If you missed the last segment, we were talking about the subpoena that was sent by special counsel Jack Smith to Twitter, demanding records of all IP addresses that Trump has used, all of the tweets where he liked it, blocked, muted draft tweets, and any accounts that interacted between him between the dates of October 2020 and January of 2021. And that means interacted in the form of, did you retweet a Trump tweet? Did you press like on it? Did you comment on it? Any interaction whatsoever. And they want to know about you because you're part of that evil MAGA crowd. Yeah. And remember last night, one of the things that we talked about on the show, we talked about uh, the a retired um, spokesperson, I believe, or uh, she works, she, she's left the Air Marshal Corps and she works uh, now with some support organization for the Air Marshals. And she's come forward to talk about the fact that they're no longer doing any kind of Air Marshal flights. They're, they're doing something called quiet flights, which means they're not in the airwaves on flights. Uh, you know, watching and there to protect armed, protect Americans on flights in a post 9-11 world with terrorists roaming around the country and illegals flying all over the place, which could include and likely include terrorists. No, they're actually roaming around the country uh, following Jan 6 people, anybody that flew uh, to the D.C. area on or around January 6. That's how hellbent they are and coming after MAGA. Meanwhile, the rest of their time, they're they're spending covering up the crimes of Hunter Biden. In fact, here's the latest story about that. Last night, we talked about the fact that Hunter Biden has been subpoenaed, finally, by the House Oversight Committee. His attorneys have come back and said, no, uh, he'll come in, but, you know, he's only going to come in and speak publicly. And I inarticulately express the difference between 
uh, closed door deposition under oath in these proceedings. And I've got a clip to play of you guys of Representative Comer um, talking about explaining in a much more concise manner, the difference. I think I was kind of explaining it uh, accurately, but not as concisely as Representative Comer did. Um, and and he's explaining it to a journalist who um, it, it can't... No, actually, that's not what happened. That was a different clip. So what happened was this journalist from one of the legacy media accounts has brought on Democrat Representative Dan Goldman. And she's going, look, Dan, here's James Comer trying to justify why why they're trying to do these closed door hearings. Uh, take a listen. So, Sesame, if you can play the clip of James Comer. Uh, but, you, you know, as these congressional investigation, these hearings go, uh, you've got uh, 20 members on each side that have five minutes each. We have tens of thousands of pages of documents where we need to sit down and ask specific substantive questions without filibustering, without interruption, without going five minutes back and forth with with Jamie Raskins and Dan Goldman and, and uh, little Moskowitz jumping up and down uh, fire, uh, filing motions and trying to disrupt the committee hearings. Exactly. This is supposed to be a serious legal proceeding called a deposition where somebody is deposed specifically about their activities with documents being presented to them. And that's what I was trying to explain last night in a deposition I was in. It was painstaking. And it was, this is a document. Do you recognize this document, sir? What name is on this document? My Hunter Biden is on this document. Uh, do you see the date? What are the dates on this document? They make them repeat it, right? So it's on the record. You, you know, do you, is this your signature on this document, sir? Yes. Do you, you know, do you see what happened? They make you repeat it so that it's on the record and it makes it impossible for them to deny the facts. It's a, it's, it's a very important part of the discovery process where the defendant gets to see the evidence that the, the government or somebody else has on them. And it's, and, and they have very, and if it's done properly, they have very little wiggle room, even to plead the fifth, because how do you plead the fifth? I'm not going to answer whether or not that's my signature on the document. I'm being asked what the dates are on this document. And, and that's why they want it to be public because they don't want Hunter Biden to be in the hot seat, having to be specifically asked questions like that about incriminating documents that are already in the government's possession. And I, and, and, and I stand corrected. I was actually thinking that these, these depositions aren't necessary uh, to go forward with impeachment. They're not necessary to go forward with impeachment. Um, but what they do is they provide cover for Republicans going forward. It, it, what it does politically is for the Republican Party is the same thing that it does for prosecutors. It puts the, it puts the, it, the Democrats politically in that same hot seat that Hunter Biden is in. Because when this incriminating evidence is put forth and it's on the record, in this manner, and I don't. What I don't know is if these depositions are going to be recorded. I suspect that they are. And once that's documented, it 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 provide the Republican Party will be able to come together and say we absolutely have to impeach, and it sets the stage for prosecutions if we ever get the DOJ back. These subpoena these depositions are supposed to play, take place December thirteenth. There's no way they're going to get through ten thousand documents, but it's an absolutely critical part of the process, particularly since we now see more reports today. Here's more information coming out. We have um, uh, 
a bank from 2018, a bank investigator responsible for detecting and combating money laundering warned in 2018 of, quote, unusual and, quote, erratic activity related to more than a dozen wire transfers of large sums of money to, uh, uh, to accounts belonging to Hunter Biden. In an email released by the House Oversight Committee today, a Bank Secrecy Act manager raised concerns that the payments did not appear to correspond to, quote, any services rendered, as well as Chinese efforts to target children of politicians. The investigator suggested uh, the bank reevaluate its relationship with the client. The payments from China ultimately funded a $40,000 check to Joe Biden from his brother that had been labeled loan repayment, which is a classic tax evasion tactic, by the way. So we've got money laundering and tax evasion clearly in these bank records. And these bank records were reported by this by this Bank Secrecy Act manager back in 2018, and the government covered it up. This is why these depositions are important. Sesame, anything you want to add? Well, I just... and. Just to really hammer home this point, it's it's incredibly important for the truth to get out and for the people to see how deep this goes, especially because Joe Biden has publicly said many times that he has no knowledge of his son's business affairs, that his business that his son's business affairs still, despite having no knowledge, are presumably totally legal, above board, ethical. This administration has been gaslighting, lying and seemingly bending the rules uh, or at least weaponizing the institutions to protect themselves from any real kind of accountability or justice or prosecution. So I, I think this is a very just I think it's an important thing for mm-hmm. for the reasons you mentioned, but also the American people need to see it all. The truth needs to come to light. Um, there needs to be some kind of reckoning. And this is an important part right. of that process for me. I think the people Absolutely. need to see this. Absolutely. And, and when, when you re- realize that this goes back during the, during the Trump administration, heads need to roll. Who else is in the hot seat over this? Attorney General Bill Barr, FBI Director Christopher Wray. Um, who else would be? Uh, um, uh, the Attorney General. And his office, well, yeah, certain, certain. which was Bill Barr, but also the IRS. I'm trying to remember if oh. Lois Lerner in 2018 was still around. Mm-hmm. She or, she or if she was off enjoying her pension on an island somewhere, and her equally bad predecessor was uh, running the IRS at that point. I'm not really sure, um, but you know we you know we've got we there was a variety of institutions that were continuing to cover up for the Biden administration during the Trump administration. This is and 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 this is what also needs to be hammered home to the American people. Uh, we, our U.S. government is corrupt. This is It is not as though the Republican Party has clean hands in this situation. Uh, we know that in 2020, Bill Barr told different U.S. attorneys' offices to stand down and not to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, we also know, um, who else would it be? Would, uh, well, different intelligence operations as well, because the intelligence community, you got to also remember in 2019 when they had the Ukrainian impeachment whistleblower uh, impeachment hoax, we also saw the depth of which the State Department uh, and the intelligence community 
was involved in the deep state. So they probably have dirty hands here. What, what did our State Department know about what was going on with China and Ukraine and all these other different countries that were involved in these schemes? Just like the State Department knew that the Clinton Foundation uh, was the world's largest charity fraud scheme with what Hillary Clinton was doing as Secretary of State and the Clinton Foundation was doing. So there's so but one of the reasons why this is so critical is to piggyback on what you're saying about information for the American people is this needs to be used as a way to blow the lid off and route out and get arrests on all of those involved in the treason and the not just the uh, peddling influence in the U.S. government, those connected to the Biden administration, but all of those within the U.S. government that have continued to cover it up. Heads need to roll. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we we what was what was Joe Biden doing walking around today talking about nuclear codes? Wait, do y'all get a load on this? Stay tuned. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy Hump Day to all y'all out there. How you getting over the hump? You know what? I've got a little confession before we continue. I'm actually not hating so much. Like I usually do, the things get darker in the evening. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm enjoying this crisp fall weather that we're having and it just feels I'm, I'm ready to get into Christmas season. I'm not sure what, but I'm actually just, I'm not minding that it's getting darker early. But we'll see if I'm still in that same mood a few weeks ago. What do you guys think? Email me at andreacasio.com, andreacasio.com. Um, clearly, um, everybody thought that Joe Biden would be out of office by now. That was always obviously the play uh, to, to get him into the top of the ticket, get him out by, you know, if not the first year into the second year. And then Kamala would um, would take the throne. <laughs> I think I think um, for a variety of reasons that hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile, I'm old enough to remember when it was Donald Trump that was going to crash the economy and get us into World War Three. Meanwhile, our economy is crashing and the current occupant of the White House, doofus, uh, Grandpa Badfinger, as Kurt Schlichter calls him, is walking around talking to people about um, the nuclear codes to blow up the world. Y'all think I'm joking. Listen to this. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick. Now look, my... My Marine carries that. It has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't, this is not nuclear weapons, oh, is it? No. All right, okay. It's our train up. What the, what the, what the, huh? What is he talking about? My Marine has a code to blow up the world? What is he talking about, Sesame? Can you translate? I caught like a quarter of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, something about, I don't know what he means by my Marine. Um, 
Yeah, like a well, bodyguard the or security? Is, or, I mean, well, there's the, a lot of well, Marines, man. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I guess there's one that carries the nuclear football, in fact. Oh, you're okay, Buzz you're right. Patterson yeah. was on, used to come on the show in the regular. That's true, okay, but, yeah. But why is he going around telling people, who, uh, we don't know who he, who, uh, he was talking to somebody on a flight deck somewhere. Who, does he just randomly go around and talk about the nuclear codes? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a very it, sensitive thing to just be talking about. It's like, yeah. we're very lucky. He's, I mean, who knows what he's told other world leaders in private? Lord only knows I mean, what he's given away. So what's kind of what kind of secret sauce or you know key details and insights that you only find out as president? So that's the one of the most irresponsible things people don't understand <laughs> is you put a guy like this into office and you don't see all those ramifications immediately. But we've seen as time has gone by, mm-hmm. not that much time by the way either, how quickly the decline is happening, and it's directly tied to him. He's a liability. This guy is a loose end. He's not fit for the job. And if Democrats had real integrity, they would remove him from office. 25th Amendment. He is not fit to be in this job. Honestly. It, oh, yeah, exactly. No, instead, the deep state wanted to wire up Rod Rosenstein, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to try mm-hmm. to trap Trump into saying something that they could invoke the 25th for. Yep. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was I was listening to this earlier and I was thinking. What, does he think is does he think it's he's back in kindergarten and it's show and tell time? Was he going to go? Oh, my marine has the codes to blow up the world. Let me go get him and show you. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know this. You know, show and tell is for when you show the you know the um, the ashtray you made for your family, or like my generation used to do. Believe it or not, we used to make ashtrays <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in school. <laughs> Because our parents' generation smoked. I mean, this is like, this is literally insane. Can you imagine Sesame Broccolini? We're both in media and we both read from all the different, you know, media outlets out there. Can you imagine the headlines if Trump had gone around? I mean, they were hysterical that Trump actually used the term rocket man in regards to Kim (laughs) (laughs) Jong-un. Which I actually think is hilarious um, because Trump pulled it off. He he could pull off. Yeah. He, because he was a strong leader and people knew mm-hmm. not to mess with him. He could take out Qasem Soleimani and there wasn't any World War III because people knew that Trump was a strong leader who was respectable and he was someone not to be messed with. Joe Biden is a goofball. It's, it's, it's really, really quite amazing that this is the commander in chief, first and foremost, of the armed forces, because I don't yeah. know. I mean, we're in multiple wars at this at this point, and I don't know if those are going to get bigger or if there's any end in sight at all for either one of them. But he's getting us into a lot of wars very quickly with nuclear armed powers just on this theme. So uh, I, I really, really hope nothing catastrophic, yeah. catastrophic happens between now and next November, because Lord, I mean, I'm just happy that nothing well, it's all been catastrophic, but you know what I mean. Something yeah. bigger, yeah, totally. some, some bigger attack. Totally. In fact, dude, Marine, U.S. Marine, if you're listening to me, who actually has the, the football, <laughs> um, can y- y- y'all need to make a dummy one that, that's, that makes that Joe Biden thinks is the nuclear football with the codes and hide the real one from doofus, okay? Before he goes to a, sc- a schoolroom somewhere on a show and tell, okay? Like for real. Okay, the only other clip that I thought was equally deranged was a member of the UK Parliament today (laughs) talking about squirrels. (laughs) Sesame Roccolini, you got to play it. (laughs) Diversity. They've proven perilous for our native red squirrel population. Of course I will give way. 
commend the Honourable Lady for giving way the Ards Red Squirrel Group, full of fantastic volunteers who work tirelessly to protect the future of the red squirrel species in my constituency of Stanford, and particularly in Mount Stewart. Uh, this organisation uh, is led by the National Trust Mount uh, Stewart Ranger team. They are in constant contact with local animal owners to monitor red squirrels and eradicate any greys adventure. Indeed, the very presence of grey squirrels, the grey squirrels are the Hamas of, of, of the squirrel world. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> That the squirrel issue is so big over the UK. I had no idea. They are as off the rails as we are. Is that their <laughs> yeah. new t- wow. Is that the new terrace? <laughs> over here it's parents who go to school board meetings. In the UK. That's the, the that's the UK t- Rashida Talib right there. <laughs> off the rails. Oh now it's the gray squirrels in the UK are the problem. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe it. I mean, it's hilarious, but (laughs) they're like deadly serious. She's up there talking about the red squirrels. And then this guy's like, I got something to say about the gray squirrels. (laughs) I lead way. I lead way to the gentleman talking about the gray squirrels. They're the Hamas of the squirrel population. Oh, my gosh. I die. I absolutely die. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get serious because attorney Reggie Littlejohn is going to be back with us. She's been warning about this World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, and UN treaty situation going on, which will hand over all our nation's sovereignty to those great reset New World Order institutions. And she's going to join us next. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. One of the um, most popular guests that I've ever had on the Andrea K show is Reggie Littlejohn, co-chair of Sovereignty Coalition, president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, co-founder of Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. And I believe she's an attorney as well. And she, and particularly her Stop Vaccine Passports uh, website that she had just really put some chills up the spine of my listeners. And she joins me back tonight uh, to give us an update and to continue the discussion about these treaties going on uh, uh, that uh, Joe Biden has been entertaining treaties involving Agenda 2030, the UN, World Economic Forum, and World Health Organization. And she's back with us tonight. Reggie Littlejohn, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, thank you so much, Andrea, for having me back. Well, the last time I visited this subject, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, and I'm glad you're back with me tonight because I discovered something called 50 and 5. Are you familiar with the 50 and 5? Okay, remind me of the definition of 50 and 5 because I did see that. Yeah, well, it might be a part of what you're going to talk about. It's it's really how uh, it, that it's it's part of the Bill Gates Foundation program to try to with a goal of try to get 50 uh, nations on online with their digital 
um, with their digital passports in five years. In other words, it's about trying to expedite um, the digital uh, surveillance uh, of, as part of the global New World Order uh, police state. And I didn't know if you had heard of it um, because you were doing the, the greatest digging and really had been working more than anybody I've seen in understanding and trying to warn the Americans about what's going on uh, with, you know, these these institutions that are trying to take over our lives. Uh, so just so let's just start instead of 50 and five, just just update us on where we're at um, with this global Great Reset movement. OK, well, first of all, with respect to the 50 and five, I did see that. OK, and and you're right. This is a, an initiative by Bill Gates to get 50 nations to, to have be um, fully operational with their digital passports, their digital IDs within five years. And um, if people go on to the World Economic Forum website um, and just look up, you know, digital ID chart, or just just do an Internet search, digital ID, World Economic Forum, and, and you will find a chart of everything that that digital ID is supposed to do, meaning all the reasons that you have to have it, meaning if you do not have it, you will not be able to do these things, such as access health care, have insurance, pay your taxes, travel open a bank account, have, be on social media. Basically, every aspect of, of civilized life is going to require a digital ID. Um, and so what that means is that if you are doing something that they disagree with, like, for example, if they're pushing new vaccines or new boosters and you have, you have gotten yours, um, they can just shut off your digital ID, which will utterly and completely paralyze you. So this is a way of um, crushing dissent. And this is why it is so important for us to um, to resist now and resist openly now, because if we if we don't and this thing snaps shut, we will not be able to resist anymore because they will simply uh, just cancel us out of, out of every aspect of our lives. OK, so um, 2024 is a big year coming up, Andrea, because we've got the vote at the um, at the World Health Organization to pass these um, two documents that you were mentioning. So there's the, the amendments to the um, international health regulations and the new pandemic treaty. Those are going to be voted on in May of 2024. I, I believe they will pass. So it's the only way that the United States can get out of being under the control of the World Health Organization is to withdraw from the World Health Organization. Then in September, there's going to be the United Nations is going to be voting on their um, new emergency platform, um, which will operationalize automatically in any event, any other event. OK, so it's not just um, health, but also climate change mm -hmm. events in outer space um, mm. and, you know, uh, black swan events, which is anything else. And then in November is the U.S. presidential election. So the world could look completely different by the end of 2024 than, than the world as we know it now if we do not take action. This is incredibly frightening. And, you know, I've been warning about this with the, with the shots, that that was going to be the way to usher us in to, you know, the social credit system and complete control over our lives. And people thought I was crazy. And, you know, even conservatives just who I thought should know better were just happy to get the shot and, and just love the convenience of, you know, being able to whip their phone out and use Apple Pay, uh, show the show the passport so that they, you know, like in New Orleans, people that I knew, uh, you know, 
uh, you couldn't go into a restaurant in New Orleans without, you know, showing, you know, your that you got the shot. And they were happy to whip the phone out. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. I mean, how it's 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 hard for me to understand why so many people don't get the bigger picture of what's happening, Reggie. So, I, I, you know, it's people were too willing to give up freedoms during covid. And now we've got such a, what percentage of the American society do you think is ready to just completely submit? Or do you think that we have a, a chance to try to stop this? I think that the vast majority of people in America and all over the world are ready to submit. I think that that I, and, and it's because, you know, you and I are like voices crying out in the wilderness. You know, it, 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 it's very hard to get the information that we talk about. And if you're somebody who just listens to the mainstream media, um, you're not getting any of this information. So that's that's why, you know, I, I think most people are just are, are just not are not able to um, they don't they don't have the information. So, so they don't yeah. they don't want to resist. And I agree. When I, you know, I, when I was in Europe recently, somebody paid for something um, on a train with her watch. And everybody around her was like, oh, that is so cool. And I said, you know, something, it, it, it looks cool, but actually it's not. And I explained how, you know, that, that kind of a payment system is linked to a, a digital gulag. And, and, and they all sort of looked at me and said, yeah, but it's really cool and it's really convenient. And, you know, so even yeah. after I explained it to them, after I explained mm-hmm. it to them, what they, they were just charmed by the coolness and the convenience of it. Yeah. And it's because, um, you know, humans are, I think, you know, um, genuine, genuinely optimistic and not really seeing um, or not wanting to believe the truth and the reality that could be facing them, which is how, you know, shocked I was to see images when I went to the Simon Wiesenthal Center, Wiesenthal, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, the Holocaust Museum in D.C. to see pictures of Jewish women in furs and pearls getting on the trains as though they actually thought that they were going to safety. And I'm not saying that, you know, to be critical, but it's human nature is my point. And what we've got to do is we've got to get through to people and get them to think um, beyond, you know, the convenience and get them to see the reality of what life will be for them. We've got to say that you're, you're, you're embracing a convenience that is going to be used as a noose around your neck down the road and get them to understand where this is going to lead. And that's why I'm so excited to have somebody like yourself doing this important work. Cause sometimes I feel like it's just myself and Riley, you know, just crying out, like you said, into, into the universe, we've got to get people to understand right now, there's a report coming out that the UN is saying they're, they're saying no more meat, you know, Mm -hmm. in the interest of climate change. I mean, this will control every aspect of our lives. And if they were happy being shut in and not being able to get toilet paper during COVID, that's nothing compared to what life is going to be like. 30 seconds, wrap us up, Reggie Littlejohn. Well, I would like to point everybody towards a new initiative that I have not actually launched yet, but I want to make you aware of it. You can get on um, antiglobalist.net and you have to put it in quotes one word, antiglobalist.net in quotes, because otherwise uh, Google will not take you there. But I am probably next week, so you're real early, Andrea. I am going to be launching an, a, a global initiative to stop this because a globalist 
coup requires a global response. And I've got a manifesto there that I would encourage people to read, to sign, and to share. And what this is, is this is resisting the, the Great Reset in the name of Jesus. I believe the Great Reset is like a corruption of the Great Commission. And, yes. um, our, yeah. And so um, check it out. It's, it's, it's going to be great, and it's going to be a major, major initiative that I believe that God is going to bless to defeat this godless um, globalism. Well, we'll have to have you back uh, when you officially launch it, and so we can continue this discussion, Reggie. I appreciate the work you're doing, and thank you for being here tonight. Okay, thank you for having me on. Thanks, hon. All right, and you guys stay tuned. we got hour two of the Hump Day edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't you go anywhere. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.